0: Well, 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 everyone out here in the Bay Area is getting pumped up for this Game 4. It's a big game. It's a huge game for the Warriors. And it could potentially be the last game ever played at Oracle Arena, which is about two miles from my house. And no, I will not be going because tickets are, again, super outrageous and I would have to sell my kidney to attend. So, no, I like having both of my kidneys, thank you, and dialysis does not sound fun. So, I will be watching from the comfort of my living room. And it's going to be a good game. Clay is going to play. He's going to be back, which is huge, for the Warriors, not only offensively, but defensively, because someone has to put a round turn on the entire Guard package that is the Toronto Raptors all their guards are shooting lights out So somebody's got to do something about it And who better to do that than probably the best two-way player in the league Who is clay thompson even though he's not gonna be 100% i'd take a 75 80% clay thompson Over nothing because if you watched game three you would realize that they need defenders as bad as possible That is their problem. They can't defend anything right now, and it can't be a one-man show. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. You could have Curry drop probably over 50 points, and they'd still lose because they just can't play defense like they did. And when all the guards on the Toronto Raptors are that hot and just dropping everything and everything's going in, and Danny Green can't miss, and Danny Green, who, by the way, has the highest... Three point shooting percentage in finals history. Okay. Like that's a true stat. He's the only person who's played, because this is where the stat comes from. He's the only person to play more than 50 games of NBA finals. So he has more than 50 NBA finals games and he's shooting 56% from three point range. He's the best three point shooter in NBA finals history. And if he's continues not to miss, then this game's over because they can't the Warriors can't sit here and say we're gonna try to take Kawhi Leonard out. Because if they do that, then they just they find ways to get their guards the balls and shoot them. And they can shoot and they've been shooting everything and everything's been going in. Nobody's been missing. Whether it's been Van Vliet, whether it's been Green, it doesn't matter who's getting the ball for the Toronto Raptors and the their backcourt's too good. Right now, maybe it'll come down to earth. Maybe one of them will slow down. I mean, we saw Siakam had an amazing game one, and he's kind of been taken out of the game. I don't know if that's much credit to Draymond or just who's guarding him or if he's just kind of coming back down to earth. I would assume one of those two shooters, being Van Vliet or Danny Green, is going to come back down to earth because there's just, there's just no way. And then you have you have Lowry who's been up and down he's been like a little roller coaster of production no production so it's a flip of a coin what Kyle Lowry you're going to get you're going to get the Kyle Lowry you got on Wednesday night which is I'm going to drop 23 points or are you going to get the Kyle Lowry that we saw earlier where he was getting maybe 10 points if he was lucky right so really really interesting dynamics going on in this game i think it's it's probably the most excited I've been to watch an NBA Finals game because one I'm kind of been surrounded by the city right now and there's so many fans out here that one you can really feel like the desperation to win this game for the Warriors fans and the true Warriors fans who want to see the Warriors win one more game in Oracle and they if they win one more game they extend Oracle's lifespan, right? Like that's crazy to think about. That if they win one more game, they expand Oracle's lifespan. Like I, I wasn't around when uh, the Steelers tore down Three Rivers Stadium. That's where the Pirates and the Steelers used to play. Uh, I, I think. I mean, I was alive when the stadium was up but i don't think i was old enough to go to a game but i can i can remember when the penguins tore down Mellon Arena and Mellon Arena was like an icon right it was like it was just a really big pittsburgh iconic place it was crappy and and like when it was built it was supposed to be this like arc deco design where it was a, this white dome. It looked like an igloo. And the I don't know who made it or what who des- designed it this way, but the whole venue had like the dome wall would spin th- like 360 degrees on this track, right? And parts of the dome could then open up and it could be an outdoor arena if you wanted it to be. But by the time I was alive to see it, that thing was so rusted and stuck that I don't think you could ever open it back up. But nonetheless, right? The Penguins were terrible for so long. And then when Mary Lemieux came and saved the franchise, right, in 92, 91, 92, when they won back to back cups, right? Like that became like the mecca. Everyone believed in that stadium and believed in Mellon Arena. And it was Civic Arena before it was Mellon Arena, and then Mellon, the bank, obviously became the the people who took it over. And then uh, once they built Console Energy Center, which is now PPG Paints Arena, they tore it down and made it a parking lot. And it was it was emotional. I remember watching the video of them blowing it up, and you know, I wasn't even alive when the Penguins won the Cup in ninety one, ninety two, but I just remember saying that that was, it was like the city, it was like a passing, right? They were sad. Like, and that's the way these fans are here because Oracle holds so many memories for them because if you just turn the clock back, back to 2014, when they went on that first playoff run and they won their first ever championship, right? Like, that's emotional. Like, you, people have experienced, like, good, good, horrible bad times and great times in that arena. And it's weird that I'm only, like, two miles from it as I sit here speaking with you. But uh, I I can totally uh, relate to that feeling that these fans have. But they really have to go out because, like I said, on the last podcast I did, the fans were not about, about going out with a bang on game three. They just weren't. Whether that has to do with ticket prices, I fully believe that it has to do with ticket prices because the average diehard fan, I'm not saying there aren't rich diehard fans, but the average diehard fan can't go. And it's just it just becomes like a status symbol to go, right? Let's drop $800 and go. I guarantee you the tickets, if I were to look on my phone right now, they're probably way more expensive now for game four. Because if like I said, this is this is potentially the last game in Oracle Arena ever that anyone will ever play in that Warriors Dynasty, right? This is potentially the last game. But I think that's going to ignite the Warriors to play better. I mean, if you saw Clay Thompson on the sidelines in game three when he said, and Steve Kerr said, you're not playing I'm saving you from yourself, right He was so mad. You could see it in his face that he was so mad. And he couldn't do anything, right? Like he watched Curry drop 47. And he's like, man, we lost by 15 points. If I could have just went out there and got 15, right? That's a whole different ballgame. And I bet you that frustrates the hell out of him. And Clay has been on the record saying that when the crowd is loud, that's when I get pumped up. Right? it energizes me. So I think the fans are going to be loud. It's a Friday night. Fans are going to be loud. I hope just for the sake of that stadium, right? Why would you not want to go out with a bang, right? If you could if you knew this this is potentially the last game ever at your home stadium, I feel like you should go out there and really leave it leave it all out there because the players certainly are. If if I've seen enough of them talk They all know this could potentially be their last game in this arena. And I bet you it means a lot to them because they the majority of them were all drafted to this, right, with the big three that won championships before, right? Draymond, Clay, and Steph were all drafted by this organization and they all grew up in that stadium. They all played. Horrible games there and great games there. I guarantee you they're going to go out with a bang. And I think that's a bigger factor than people are really talking about. I mean, they're talking about here in the local media, but not so much in the mainstream media. And it's an interesting dynamic. I've never been, besides being in Pittsburgh for like when the Steelers have been in the playoffs or won Super Bowls, I've never been around another sports organization who has been in a, like in the city where the sports organization is on the cusp of still being able to grasp a championship. It's a weird dynamic. It's really weird because I've never one I've never been in a basketball town. And two it's just a weird dynamic to listen to people talk about it, and listen to the fans. And you really have like two cities really that are are striving for it, right? You have Oakland cuz that's where the where the the stadium is, and that's where they originated. And then you have San Francisco, who's adopted it because they're their next door neighbors. It's only, you know, ten miles away. It's like in two hours by car because of the damn traffic. But they've there's basically two cities that embrace the same team, which is a weird, weird dynamic. And I think this is a big series. This is the biggest this is a big game. I'm just excited to see who who plays. I know Clay's gonna play. Apparently, uh, Kavon Looney was elevated to questionable, which is crazy. Cause I thought he had a broken clavicle, but apparently it's more like cartilage issue. I don't know if he's playing or not. I don't think he would. I, if you have a broken clavicle or even a slight, like, like fractured clavicle or whatever, I'm pretty sure that hurts like hell. And you can't move your arms above your, like, you know, shoulders, like you can't lift your arms up. I'm sure that fucking hurts. Cause that has to all to do with your clavicle. So I don't know if he plays or not, that's crazy, but again, this is game 4 of the NBA finals. I think you should lay it all on the line. And uh I guess the the final word is that Kevin Durant's not playing tonight, so they just have they're back to the big 3 that being Clay, Steph and Draymond and we'll see what happens. Again, I think they you're going to see the Warriors lay it all out on the line. It might not be a winning effort, but I feel like they're going to give it the best shot. Because they have to, and I feel like a lot of people aren't saying this is a must-win game. I'm pretty sure it is. You're going to go if you lose this game, it's a 3-1 series that goes back to Toronto, back to a fan base who is so thirsty for a championship. It's crazy. The entire country has backed them up and supported them. It's gonna be crazy. If you go back to Jurassic Park with a 3-1 lead, that stadium is going to explode. It's gonna be nuts. I wouldn't be any I wouldn't want to be anywhere near there. Winning on the road, not that the Warriors haven't been able to do it. In fact, they're probably one of the best road playoff teams in like recent memory. Just in pure statistics. But that's gonna be a hard place to play. It really, really is. Uh, so a couple, some more news about this about this game. Uh, basically, if if you didn't listen to my podcast uh, from yesterday about the whole uh, Mark Stevens thing, so Mark Stevens, he is a co-owner of, or he's part of the ownership group of the Golden State Warriors. He's like a multi-billionaire. He's like an investment banker. Anyway. He's the guy that, like, pushed Kyle Lowry and uh, it got a whole bunch of media stink. So he's been, so the NBA has banned him for one whole season and fined him $500,000, which to a billionaire is, like, chump change. And honestly, I'm upset that this didn't get handled better. I Like, I thought that banning him for a year is fine, but, like, I think it should have been a lifetime stadium band and just say, "Hey, you—you you need to go watch it at home." Like you've lost your viewing privileges. Because if it were to happen to a normal person, right? We need to stop holding people account like accountable at different levels. Okay, everyone should be accountable at the same level, whether you're a billionaire or you're Joe Schmo. Okay, because Joe Schmo would be banned for life if he did that. Okay, and and I, and I know that for a fact. Because I've been at places, I've been at at even smaller like places where they've put like your picture of your ID and they stamp it like at the mall, right? Like if you get caught shoplifting, okay? Like if you're at the mall and you shoplift from a store, right? And you get caught. And even though you got caught and they didn't press any charges, they put your picture up on the wall and they say, if you see this person, they're not allowed to be in here, Right? What he did is worse than shoplifting. Like, literally on the streets, that would be called, like, assault. Assault and battery, because he pushed him. Because there were, Lowry said after the game that there were verbal, like, verbal obscenities directed at him. Like, let's see. Lowry confirmed Thursday that Stevens also directed obscene language in his way quote multiple times during the incident, right? So that is assault and then he pushed him, so that's battery. Right. So if he was on the streets and Kyle Raleigh wanted to press charges because he could on the streets, right? That would be assault and battery. Yet if I'm a shoplifter and I shoplift from a mall and try to steal a t shirt, right? Now I'm banned from the store forever. Right? This is the city this is the things that I don't understand why like common sense goes out the window. It's so dumb. But he should be banned for life. And he should have to give up his ownership because right here, Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry even knows. He says it's not a good look for the ownership group they have. A guy like that showing his true class, he shouldn't be a part of our league. That There's just no place for that. Yes, you're absolutely right, Kyle. There is no place for that. It's terrible. And he released some hosh apology right after... Saying I take full responsibility for my actions that happened. What I did was wrong, and there's no excuse for it. Mr. Rowley deserves better. Blah 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 blah. I have reached out today in an attempt to directly apologize to him and other members of the Raptors and the Warriors organization. I'm grateful to those who accepted my calls. I hope that Mr. Lowry and others implicated by this lapse in my judgment understand that the behavior I demonstrated last night does not reflect the person I am or have been throughout my life. I made a mistake and I am truly sorry. I need to be better. And Look forward to making it right. I fully accept the punishment administered by the NBA and the Warriors. Yeah, of course you do. You fully. If he if he would have been banned for life, he would have fought it, hundred percent. And and the fact is that they one, they didn't make him give up his ownership, so he still owns part of the team as of right now. Two, he only got banned for a year. Okay. No, to make this right, what needs to be done is he needs to be banned forever and he needs to give up his ownership because Kyle Lowry hit the nail right in the head. It looks shitty. Okay. He's now still part of the owners move of these owners organization. Which means the Warriors owners organization will forever be known to be accompanied by Mark Stevens, the man who pushed Kyle Rowry while he was getting up defensively and called him obscenities to his face. Okay, he's a fifty nine year old billionaire. Fifty nine year old billionaire. And he's treating Kyle Lowry like that. Like this man has no respect for any human beings because he thinks he's better than everyone. And this is a pure example. Doesn't matter if he wants to apologize for his lapse in judgment. Doesn't matter. the The lapse in judgment happened. You're an asshole. Recognize that you're an asshole, and recognize that the league should kick you out and ban you. And then this is the worst part that they actually asked. Right here. This this is Adam Silver's comments on why Stevens had not received a lifetime ban. Silver said, I think we recognize that it's not a science in terms of making these decisions. Ultimately, we felt that given how uh, concrete Mr. Stevens was, the fact that he was extraordinarily apologetic and the fact that he had no blemishes in his prior involvement with the NBA or the Warriors, that a one-year ban seemed appropriate together with the fine. But he made a mistake in my mind and paid a very large price for it. No, he didn't. He didn't pay a large enough price. You made you slapped him with a $500,000 fine. He's a billionaire. Do you know what $500,000 is to a billionaire? He wipes his ass with $500,000. Okay? He pays how much for those damn seats up there cuz he probably has all the playoff seats at 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 right at that, you know, court side level. He's he's been to how many games? $500,000 he spends in a week. That's nothing for him. He's a billionaire. Okay? One not big enough Two, a year ban. So what? You're going to ban him for a year and he's going to come back and you're going to let him sit down there again. Like, no, he should be banned for life. Okay. The NBA got this wrong. They're hundred percent wrong on this. And I, and I don't care who, who says anything different. Okay. Everyone on the planet knows that he was wrong. And everyone on the planet should understand that if anybody else did this, who wasn't a billionaire, and a co-owner of the organization would be banned for life, okay? and there would be greater punishments. I, I I just don't understand why we can why we continue to treat people who are rich and famous with 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 gloves on. why Why do we have to do that to ourselves? Like that that's terrible. I shouldn't be held more accountable for my actions because I'm not a billionaire. That's crazy. Everyone should be held at the same exact level, whether you make a billion dollars or you make a buck. He should be banned forever. It's it's just it's something that you just you just hate to see it because the, the standard is not the standard. That, that That's what's terrible. And I understand, like, money buys you a lot of things. But what it shouldn't buy you is a way out. It should never buy you a way out when you, yourself, make yourself an ass. If you make, a, make, your, make an ass out of yourself, no amount of money on this world should be able to make it better. You should have to pay the punishment of what you did. Because if I was in that exact same scenario and I was in courtside seats and nobody knew who the fuck I was, and I pushed Kyle Lowry, I would be banned from Oracle Arena and from the Chase Center for the rest of my life, I would never be allowed to go back to an NBA game. In fact, that's probably what it would be. They probably wouldn't let me go back to any NBA game, not even just the Warriors games. Like, because he's a billionaire, what's stopping him from saying, oh, "Okay, I can't go, I can't go to any home games because they ban me for a year, but I'll just go to all the away games." Right? Like, he's a billionaire; he can do whatever he wants. He can go to all the away games. It's just terrible. He should be banned for life, and the ownership group should make him sell his share. That's that's what it should be, a hundred percent. And it's terrible that they can't see that. That that the that Adam Silver himself can't see that. And here, and Adam Silver is supposed to be one of these guys who's considered one of the the best, you know, commissioners of sports, right? Of of any league, you know, he's supposed to be like the guy that. That everyone's supposed to model off of, which is absolute BS. He's no better than anybody else. He just he just opens up and talks a lot more. That's all he does. Like we'll get an interview out of Goodell like every third century. Adam Silver just a lot more vocal, but he gets to be that way because that's the way the NBA is. NBA is a vo- like the NBA is a vocal league. They, they they give their players so much more of a voice because ultimately players drive. The league, right? It's a singular player's league. It's the superstar, megastar league. They control everything. So, of course, Adam Silver's going to be more outspoken. But but it just drives me crazy that people believe that that he's doing what's best for the NBA because he's not. Because if he was doing what's best for the NBA in this scenario, it would be banning Mark Stevens for life and making him, because he has the power, he's the commissioner. He could say, listen, you, owner's group, of Golden State. You make him sell all his shares. I don't want that man associated with anything we do. That's power. That's being a badass. That's doing the right thing. Right here, okay, he's just like, he's being nervous by saying, well, I think he hasn't had any previous history of of anything, and, you know, he he was really apologetic. Cool. I'm sure there's lots of murderers who are apologetic after they kill somebody. Does that make them, you know, commit any less of a crime? No. The man pushed another player on the sidelines who didn't do anything to him and then called him obscenities to his face. Out. Forever. Gone. I don't understand why it's that hard. It should never be that hard. It should should have been decided. Like, if you read this article on ESPN, they talk about how they interviewed people on the sidelines. They interviewed Mark Stevens. They interviewed Kyle Raleigh. F that. All I would have to do is listen to five people go, yeah, he pushed him and then he called him uh, an asshole or whatever. Probably worse than that, right? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. He's gone forever. If I'm the commissioner, I don't care. I'm the commissioner of the NBA. You guys are paying me big money. I'm walking around. I'm going to speak softly and carry a big stick and whack everyone who commits things like this. That's crazy. The fact that it that it was not done and that this this is a horrible, horrible atrocity. And, and it's terrible. Like, I just don't understand how, how you can sit there and look at it. Because, okay, you have to think about it like this, right? I, I don't know if anybody who listens to this podcast is like a soccer fan, right? But if you are a soccer fan, okay, you can't get as close as these fans do in the nba obviously nba this is this is the only sport you can be that close to the players without barriers say you get onto the pitch right which is the field for everyone who's not into soccer say you get onto the pitch and then you run and tackle a player right you're banned for life you're absolutely banned for life. You're not allowed anywhere near that stadium. You're probably not allowed to attend any more league games. I would certainly hope not. And you're probably going to go to jail. So why is this not the same thing? I understand he didn't tackle him, but he shoved him and called him obscenities. How is that even not in the same... That's, in the, that's 100% in the same ballpark. How is that not even viewed as as similar things? Like, like He is a billionaire, and he got fined $500,000. Does that seem fair? You didn't even need to find him. You could have just said, "Here's what you're. Well, here's what you're doing. One, I'm gonna hurt. I'm gonna hit you where it hurts the most. You are selling all of your shares. You're not even gonna be a part of this league anymore." There's one, two. You are banned from this stadium and every stadium in the NBA forever. Done. That's the case. It's over. Wash your hands. But no. Like we have to treat billionaires with such kid gloves all the time, especially billionaire owners. It, it, it is unbelievably, like, ridiculous and asinine that people can't just be held to the same standard all the time. But that's what it is. It's just money and power, and and we're we're looking at it right here. And, and the fact that Adam Silver is afraid to lower the hammer on this guy is is just ridiculous, right? It just means he's a pushover. That's ultimately what it means. means he's scared he's scared of the of the of the recourse that would happen of course he's going to apologize after that he got levied a year suspension from the league and just and just a year not even from the league a year suspension from attending home warriors games and he got a five hundred thousand dollar fine he's a billionaire (sighs) it's just nuts the world we live in is nuts Anyway, before my heart gives out from having a freaking aneurysm or something, uh, I hope everyone goes out and watches this game tonight. Uh, it, it's going to be exciting, definitely. Maybe Mark Stevens will make an appearance, and then Kyle Ra- uh, Kyle Lowry will fight him at halftime or something. That'd be cool. Anyway... Uh, Thanks a lot for, uh, listening so far. Uh, again, I don't know. I'm going to just throw this out here. So if people don't know, but I made a new Instagram like business account page for this podcast. So it's at the rant with Eli. That's, um, all lowercase. You can find it on Instagram. If you follow me on my normal Instagram account, I've been like posting stuff to like basically link that until I get more Followers onto the page, but I'm going to be posting direct content onto that new page. So that's at the rant with Eli on Instagram. You can also email me at the rant eli at gmail.com. Again, please let me know what you want me to do. We're getting down to the end of here where I'll be in kind of like purgatory where there's not going to be a lot of finals left. Um, There's only four games left in the NBA finals. We're in this purgatory before, uh, like, the NFL starts their off season workouts with like actual like training camp and then you know I'll kind of, we're going to be in the dark ages of news it's just going to be a bunch of like theories and stuff but eventually once we get into that pocket i'm going to dive in i'm going to do schedules i'm going to do figure out who i think is the best to win each division i'm going to start working on that stuff cuz that's going to be a long process cuz i'm going to do divisional stuff I'm going to go who I expect to win each division and who I think are the best to make it to the playoffs. And, yeah, we're going to go from there. So, again, if you want me to do something on your favorite NFL team, you want me to do more baseball stuff, you want me to talk about whatever, email me at theranteli at gmail.com. Follow me on my new Instagram page. That's the rant with Eli at Instagram. And, yeah, thanks a lot for checking it out, and I'll see you when I see you.